Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DeathDoorProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dead, and if I occasionally be quiet during this, that's only because I'm having a horrible anxiety attack because of what's happening in the European Union right now. The downside of globalizing the of the of globalizing communication is that anytime one country just says "fuck you," the rest of the world has to go like, "Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait, seriously, fuck." Yay! Just relax. Anyway, just forget all about it. Join me today. We got caveman. Nope. And Alex. Yes. So, yeah. Video games, you guys. You have, we've been playing. Maybe, yep, yep. So does everybody play Spider Man but me? Uh, nope. I played it. I, okay. It's on my list of things to buy, but I haven't bought it yet. I deliberately didn't get it because I figured everybody would be playing it. And it was the exact opposite. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Everybody but me didn't play it. Well, I, I want to. Though. I'm excited for it. All the video footage I've seen has made me even more excited for it. But I'm trying to be smart about budgeting and, well, gotta spend my allowance on magic cards, not video games. Yeah, I didn't do that. I just got it. It was really good. Well, you also do the trade-in credit thing, and I don't like trading in my games. I like keeping them forever so that I can just go back and play a game that I happen to like. Well, it's also because the only option you probably have for trade-in is fucking GameStop. Yeah, GameStop. yeah, that's true. Whereas I have the glorious Iceman video games. Let me trade in let me trade in Mario and Rabbids for $35. GameStop's like, so how about that store credit that you can buy like two games? Also, we're going to highly suggest that you pick this one we're trying to push right now. No, it's not even that, man. It's like, all right, so yeah, I brought in this new game. I bought it like two days ago and beat it. And it's like, all right, yeah, so that'll be um, 75 cents. We'd like to put that toward a pre-order for the next Call of Duty. Pretty much. But that hasn't been announced yet. Oh, it will. I like bring games back to GameStop if I want to claim they're not working so I can get a brand new one. Oh, <laughs> I had the most interesting time at GameStop the other day. I was sitting there just talking to the guy behind the counter, and a customer actually comes in. So I shut my trap. You know, let the guy do his job. I'm not going to interfere in that in any way. Yeah. And the guy's like, hey, uh, I'm looking for Black Ops for the Xbox. And he's like, Xbox One? The 360. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, we've got this. And then the kid's like, I want to get it for the. I want to get this one that's on a console I don't own. And I'm just sitting there like, really, kid? You're not that smart, are you? <laughs> and like, I think he expected his dad to buy the console for him. And the dad got to talking with the guy. And the guy was like, yeah, the new one's coming out. And then like we bantered about the, uh, the Black Ops zombies for a while, which was interesting. The kid was just standing there being stupid. Like, I want to kill things. And I'm like, oh. oh. How old was this kid? If like 12? For the fact that I know violent video games are a good outlet for violent tendencies, I'd be worried. Was this kid like 12? Yeah. Because he sounds like the kind of kid who would say some horrible things on Xbox Live. Uh, he was a black kid, so it's okay. Uh, there are other slurs you can say that aren't about black people. Yeah, but he can be racist. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck. White people are the only ones not allowed to be racist. It's the rules. Unfortunately. <laughs> what do you mean, unfortunately? <laughs> 
it's unfortunate. Uh, typical. But everyone's like, screw you, white person, for being white. Your ancestor might have wronged me, like one of my ancestors 300 years ago, so I'm going to look Okay, let's I gotta get bo- away from race. I got a Bo let's Burnham get- song you're going to love. It's all about the struggles of being a straight white man in today's society. Yeah, I can go with that. So does everyone in GameStop sound like a, a stereotypical Cajun except you? Dear God, no! Oh, what okay. is it with everyone thinking all of Louisiana sounds like... Because that's literally what you just said. That, was, that was the like, voice you used. That was the that's voice because you just it's used. just one of my voices. Oh, I thought I thought that's what the guy actually sounded like. No, that's not what he sounded like. I don't. I can't remember what he sounded like. He was good. He was cool. He sounded he like he was from Fargo. He, he, was, eh? cool. he was a little annoying, but this comes down. It's like, oh, welcome to GameStop. How can I help you? Eh? Oh, Faith and McGora, laddies. <laughs> would you like a, Would you like a taste of Michelele? <laughs> no, oh, it's a new product from Think Geek. Hey, GameStop, yo! And then they shank you instead of giving you a game. Fiddly D potatoes. We'd like to Fiddly D potatoes. We'd like to subscribe to Game Informer. I think I have a subscription to Game Informer. I think it's <laughs> like I, I think no, like seriously, I think I got it free when I signed up for my pro account. <laughs> like, I'm like, don't bother sending me. Don't sign me up for the thing on the email. And they're like, we have to. And I'm like, fine. Sign me up for the email thing. So I look forward to getting a newsletter every two weeks saying like, "Hey, trade in these seven games that just came out, and you'll get and you'll get fucking one new game." Yay! See, the best part is I own a game that I know is rare as fuck, but no one wants it because it's garbage. What game? <laughs> it's um, too human. Oh fuck! Yeah, and it's really rare because they had to pull it from sh- store shelves and destroy all the copies. Oh god! So yeah. the fact that I was able to get a copy is. Really, it's extra annoying because I I actually really enjoyed the game. Like it was it was okay, and the story was mildly interesting. And then like they sequel baited. Fuck it, too human. It, it's just like uh, so mad. Yeah, motherfuckers like right stick combat. It was okay. Like you got used to it after a while. I played a game with right stick combat before. I did not. I got used to it. Of course, I forced myself to learn controls. So what are you gonna do? No, like, I learned the controls. It was just bad. No, I mean, like, one of the things that people are constantly complaining to me about is the fact that I don't reset my sensitivity settings when I get into a game. I just play with whatever the sensitivity settings are until I've trained myself to be used to it. So I go into the game every time, like, these are the sensitivity settings. I know what will my what my gun will do. Or whatever. Like, just fix, fix your sensitivity. So... Anyway, so Spiderman. Spudermont. Yep. The, How was it? The new Papers, Please style game about the trials and tribulations of certified public accountant Mort Spiderman. <laughs> Much like Papers, Please, it was oddly engaging to do taxes. I don't get why, the, why a AAA game company would release something like this, but I am so excited they did. Yeah, I mean, it's Insomniac. They, they're so always fucking doing weird shit like that. this. <laughs> and when you get that a promotion to accounts receivable. Mm. <sighs> Broke my heart. Ah, oh, that was good. I almost, ha- I almost had enough points in my fu- I almost had enough points in my fucking in like one of my skills to be able to ask out that girl in accounting. 
Yeah, I, I hear that you really just need a new game plus to actually be able to do that. You joke, but one day there's going to be a game like this. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Fuck, I'll make and it. And we will play it. <laughs> Fuck, I'll make it. We will play it and be like, so this is what it's like to be a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I'll this make it. I don't know like shit. To have about, a day job? Yeah, yeah I don't what know shit about art they live in. or anything. So the game's going to be a text-based adventure like Zorg. No, just get um, James to draw it for you. He's been... He's been trying to draw a shirt for five years. I thought he was a good drawer. He lied. He's, he's a, a great artist. I've seen some of his yeah, art. He's a good drawer. He just takes forever. Uh, Ask him when his Alan Wake review is coming out. <laughs> when we started this website back in fucking 2010... His, one of the first things he said to me was like, "Yeah, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna like doing like a review for Alan Wake. It's boring. There, review done. It's his favorite game. I know. That's why. I, like, I specifically have to spite him by pointing out the fact that it is boring as hell. I don't understand why he loves it so much. Yeah, I don't either." It's literally, hey, walk in a dark place for half an hour. Ooh, spooky zombies. When it, okay, when it was announced that Alan Wake was getting a TV show, he actually texted me asking, like, hey, if I went to the creator of the game, do you think he'd let me be in the television show that he's probably not that involved in? Probably not. And I was like, well, the unions, man. So we're talking about everything but Speedermont. So let's get back to yeah. Speedermont. So Spider-Man. From Insomniac Games, uh, it was announced a couple years back at E3, and everybody lost their fucking shit. I had a different crew on the games podcast, and when that when we got around to actually talking about that, they were both like, oh, fucking dude, I can't wait. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, yeah, Insomniac's good, but like, really? This much for a fucking Spider-Man game that at the time looked like it came out in 2005? Well, see, that's kind of like when the last good Spider-Man game came out. <laughs> like, yeah, but for like, those even when we were talking about it before, like, the last good Spider-Man game is you can swing good and everything else is eh. Yeah, but that's what makes the Spider-Man game really entertaining. There's Web of Shadows, the gameplay in that one. The web swinging was pretty good, just the story was... I didn't get to play Web of Shadows, so I can't form an opinion on it. But with Spider-Man 2, the the game based on the movie, they got a lot of the character stuff down. They got a lot of the voice acting close to good. It was like, it was, some of it was like, ugh, but some of it was okay. Yeah, listen, listen, really listen to any Tobey Maguire sound clip from that fucking game. Like, Jesus Christ. Mm. But the really important thing from that game was you could go around Spider-Man New York. You could you could stand on the top of the Statue of Liberty and just rain webs down on the people. You could... It was a pain in the ass to get there, but you could do it. I remember loading up Spider-Man 2 exclusively because I just wanted to go to fucking New York for a little while and stand on... I didn't do anything but stand on the Statue of Liberty. I literally loaded a new game to stand on the Statue of fucking Liberty. That's how pointless my my time is sometimes. So, I will say that you can't get to the Statue of Liberty in this game. But you can get to the Chrysler Building, the Empire State Building, and Avengers Tower. Nice. Is the Centuries Tower still there? Um, I don't think so. Uh, there's actually this, there's actually this kind of interesting, uh, there's a little Easter egg that people found where if you go to a certain building, 
in the reflection of the building, you'll see the two towers. Really? The Twin Towers? Twin Towers, or? yeah, sorry. Twin Towers. I was thinking, for some I, for some reason, I get that and the two towers from Lord of the Rings confused. Hmm. That's an interesting Easter egg. But yeah, like Spider-Man, uh, like even back in, like when the Spider-Man movies were coming out, like, they, like Spider-Man had a tie to the Twin Towers. Yeah, but they quickly deleted that when they... Oh, yeah. Like, like it happened, like, but still, like, Spider-Man has a tie to the Twin Towers, and, like, the image of a fucking helicopter webbed up between them is a still kind of an iconic Spider-Man image. Wow, yeah, that's pretty, uh, huh. Yeah, there's a third little thing of just like, hey, yeah, another Easter egg that's apparently in there is, a, is like, there's a, there's a movie, there's, like, a theater where the sign outside asks somebody to marry them. Yeah, I read about that Easter egg. And that's a real thing. Poor schmuck. And it's a real thing that is actually in the game because because uh, a dude contacted Insomniac and was like, hey, can you put this thing in there? And his girlfriend broke up with him before the game came out. Yep. You sure you can wait till September? Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally, fine. man. Early ship's, early ship's strong as hell, man. I even bought the rank. Look at this. Spent $7,000 on it. Then I'll go and sell it for two fifty. Poor, poor guy. Yeah, but so see, I, like when I saw that, I was like, and this is why I'm glad that my wife and I discussed the proposal for like a year beforehand, just to make sure we had everything planned out. So, Spider-Man, you're playing as Spider-Man, uh, voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, which I fe- only feel we really need to mention because uh, there's a character in the game called Yuri, so it's Yuri Lowenthal calling out to Yuri, who's also voiced by his real life wife. Yeah. Tara Platt. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, so uh is the game is ju- the game is just fucking you being Spider-Man. Like every like every fucking uh you get access to I think like five or six boroughs. Or not not boroughs, I okay. guess districts. I don't know I don't know how New York works. Neither do I. I do. I'd very much know how New York works because I live around there. But so you get like but so you get like upper east side, upper west side, like Chinatown, other places like that. Like just each one of those little districts is kind of divided up into its own thing. Same with Central Park. Like Central Park is its own district. And it is and like in every one of those districts there are collectibles, all kinds of other shit. And the main kind of thing you get, the first thing you get really is crimes. Just you'll be just swinging along and then all of a sudden just over the radio you'll just hear, hey there's some fucking crime happening. Go stop it. And they go stop it because you're Spiderman. Despite what comics lead you to believe, there's not a mugging or assault every 10 minutes in New York, usually. Yeah, no, in this one, it's like every 30 seconds, or like every two minutes, there's a crime happening. Which gives you just enough time to resolve the previous one. But the crimes are usually like, hey, there's a high-speed chase, or dude's robbing a store, or someone's being kidnapped. I can believe that. It is New York. Yeah. Also, just, reg- just random assaults, just like dude, just like dudes in fucking tracksuits and ski masks kicking someone in an alley. I can definitely believe that one in New York. Yeah, I've read comics, bro. My favorite thing—I I, just—I have to reference uh, Spider-Man Two here because you're talking about the random crimes, and they had that in Spider-Man Two. And my absolute favorite thing about it is the way they would let you know that they needed you is they'd just be waving, yelling, "Hey, Spider-Man!" And you, and there was every, there's a chance that you go up to one of them, and they'd be like, "Get him!" And the guy would run <laughs> away, while a bunch of thugs would appear out of nowhere to try <laughs> and beat the crap out of you. Like it's fucking Spider-Man. He punched the Hulk out once. Yeah, 
Like, you're not going to beat him. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, in this, uh, there is... There, there are occasionally times where, like, the thugs will just start running away. Because, like, because, like there are, like, 19 of them, and they just beat the crap out of them. Uh, and... Even among just, like, the regular old, like, fucking grabble or whatever, there are, like, subclasses of thug. There is your regular thug. There is your melee weapon. There is your melee weapon thug that is only, um, that is only, like, vulnerable to attacks when you web him up or launch him into the air with a launcher. Uh, there are the brutes, which are big, giant assholes that will only be fucking vulnerable when you throw shit at them or web them up entirely. Like, or you, or you can, like, perfect dodge at the right time and then you'll web their face so they just start going... <laughs> And then you just beat the shit out of them. Breathe. Yeah. And they just beat the shit out of them, and then when they get in the ground, web them to the ground so they don't get up again. Oh man, yeah, just the combat's a lot of fun. There are there are like some little niggles about it, like with uh like with Batman combat, it is very much like you kind of just magnetize to dudes. Like even if they're across the room, you get like within fucking like twenty five feet of them, you hit that thing and you just fucking fly over to them. <laughs> in this that's not really the case um there is a bit of magnetization but it's only with but it's in with but it's with like one-fifth the distance of batman's because you have web suit because you have web shooters and web shooters are tied to a button so you don't just glide across the room with your fist automatically attracted to the guy's face no instead you instead you have to like just you actually you have to actively hit the button that says cut that says get over here Ha! I have removed the face-to-fist magnets from all of our minions' masks. Why would you do that? Because Batman was magnetizing to them from across the room. This way, at least they'll have a chance to dodge. Come on. And then, and then you just hear Thwip. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and kind of unlike Batman, uh, the the with, with Batman, like the second you miss a punch or like miss time a block or something you lose your combo with this you can like punch a couple times and still have the combo going if you miss okay hmm. so 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 like that way so that, that way like if you if you do go into with the combat and you're just like all right mash, mash away mash away oh he's dead and i punched three times my combo's still going it'll give you a couple seconds to like it, it kind of a, a lot of like the things it'll that, let you re-engage yeah a lot of the things that work about this combat kind of work in spite of itself like the combo stuff works only because there will be times where you're just fucking just punching a dude and then you'll just like whiff five times in a row. But and if you did and if you did that with like the Batman style combo thing, then you would just lose the combo and it'd be fucking annoying. Yeah, it's weird. A lot a lot of the stuff with the combat is uh a lot of the stuff with the combat is like them introducing problems and then fixing their own problems. And this is a thing that fucking stayed with me throughout the entire goddamn game. I'm so used to triangle being the counter <laughs> that it that like the beginning of the game it took me so goddamn long to re- to like fucking try to acclimatize myself to hitting the circle button for counter. Honestly, I think that's also a carryover from the earlier Spider-Man games. Yeah, that, that that was just a personal thing, not like a knock against the game or anything. It was just so much of the goddamn game I spent just like, all right, so dude's coming in. All right, counter it. Oh, no, I just shot out webs that got punched. What the fuck? Yeah, um, and 
And unlike Batman, like guns have a much more prevalent like use in combat because Spider-Man's able to dodge bullets. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Batman and, has to block them with his face. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas in Spider-Man, uh, when when like the bullets come out, like you get a little like halo around your head, those spider sense going off. But then with guns, you also get the direction the bullets are coming. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if this is like a like straight up from the jump ability or something they got later because I kind of got it around this because I got kind of got like the perfect dodge ability around the same time that guns started being introduced prevalently. But when they are about to shoot and you can get a perfect dodge, uh, the actual line will turn red. Cool. So you're able to so you're able to like get the kind of get the dodge timing down properly. And when you do that, you then just shoot webs out to their fit to the gunman's face, meaning they can't shoot for a couple seconds as you deal with the guys around you to get over to them. And Spider-Man also uses guns in this game. He uses them to hit people. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can rip. Yeah, you, you get an ability to rip the guns out of dudes' hands and then throw them at people. Mm-hmm. That's nice. He doesn't shoot the guns; he throws them with his tremendous spider strength. <laughs> And what's even more hilarious... Seriously, how many of these thugs are just dead by the time you're done fighting them? Well, nobody, because Spidey can perfectly control his impact to not kill anyone. Yeah, actually, that's... characters can. Yeah, actually, that is a a canon thing. Because that is how it works. I know, it just annoys me whenever I think about the fact that Superman has taken on common thugs. What's even funnier, though, is when you throw people off of skyscrapers... Oh, yeah, I love doing that in Spider-Man 2. Do they die? No, actually. They fly off, and then the second they get close enough to a building, a web thing just ties them to the side of the building. That's interesting. In Spider-Man 2, you could throw them off of the building, follow them down, and then see them just laying on the ground twitching. <laughs> they yeah, somehow survive. Yeah, you can't have that. This is... Yeah, just like the second prototype, you can throw people off the building and then elbow drop on top of them to make sure they're doubly dead. Well, yeah, that's prototype, man. I know. That's edgy so, Spider-Man. That's what I think of when I think of a s- superhero sandbox game. Oh, but yeah, again, going back to the gun thing. So, funny fucking thing. I spent the entire game playing a Spider-Man noir. That's awesome. Spider-Man noir is an awesome character. Yeah, and so... Yeah. Like, I loved those comics. Yeah, and so you so you get a bunch of uh, different costumes throughout the game that are unlockable with just in-game stuff, like tokens that you get, which I'll get into. Yeah, you, you get like you get like start out with the just regular old Spider-Man. Then you have a destroyed Spider-Man outfit because you get into a big fight that fucks up your outfit. And then you have the new Spider-Man outfit with the white spider on it. And those are kind of your first main three. And then from there you unlock like Spider-Man 2099, White Spider-Man 2099, um, different variants of the Spider-Man suit that you have seen worn throughout uh, Spider-Man's run. Like uh, there was one from Big Time, which was like the black suit with the green spider on it. Uh, some Dr. Octopus shit, um, a, you get like movie Spider-Man stuff and each of the, each of these suits, every, each of these different suits have, um, special abilities that you can have, but like while they are unlocked by the suit, they aren't tied to the suit. Oh, which is really good because if there is ability, cause like there's an ability that you get later on from this, uh, Spider-Man armor, which is essentially you can like when, when you activate it, all of your punches work like they work on regular thugs, no matter what class of villain you're fighting. Oh, that must be hilarious! To, like, do the rhino. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like among the thugs, not not, not like bosses. Oh, but, but but it breaks through like uh. resistances and stuff. Like, there are villains who, like, there are like thugs who they fight, and like I said, who you need to web them up to be able to punch them. With this, you can just punch them regular. 
which is great. But I didn't like the Spider-Man, but I didn't like that Spider-Man armor. So I went back to Spider-Man Noir, but I still have that power. That's awesome. Which is great. Like, un- like in a lot of these fucking games, it's like, oh, yeah, this ability is awesome, but the suit looks like dog shit. But I have to wear it because the ability is great. With this, no, like, you could, just, you could just unlock the suit, get the ability, and then attach it to your other good suit. But what's kind of hilarious with the gun thing, Spider-Man 2099 has a pistol. Yeah. It's on his hip the entire game. He doesn't yep. use it. In the comics, he, he very much does. Spider-Man 2099 just will fucking merc fools. Yeah, no, Spider-Man 2099 is totally different from Peter Parker. But, 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 and so, and so, like, that design carries over into this with the pistol, but he just never wears it. Nobody ever addresses it. It's just a palette swap for the most part. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Spider-Man, why are you dressed in, like, 90s future grunge? What are you talking about? And carrying a gun. Because you just don't understand what it's like to be me. Actually, funny thing, he uses that voice. I know. I saw oh that. God! Seriously, I saw that, yeah. but it's as a joke. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, like like okay. when uh when Yuri Watanabe the like the cop he works with is like, hey, you need to go out and do stuff. It's like this is like a job for Spider Cop, <laughs> and then begins narrating his own actions and internal monologue like a noir film in that That's voice, awesome. and Yuri's just like, fucking please, God damn it. I'm gonna ask my mom for this uh, for my birthday, so I don't have to spend money on it. Just you're just like Yuri Watanabe is. I really like her and her relationship with Spider Man because she like sees the benefit of working with him, knows he's a good guy, but is just so fucking sick of his shit. I mean, isn't that, isn't that everyone in the Marvel universe? Basically, no. Is is, is no. anyone actually amused by Spider Man? Uh, like children and Deadpool. I'm amused by Spider Moon. No, I mean like I mean like in universe. In in universe, is there a single person that Spider-Man like teams up or works with that isn't like constantly annoyed by his mouth and, and doesn't actually find him in the, you know doesn't find him funny? Uh, I remember the yeah. web of shadows. Everyone was just like, "Oh my god, shut up!" Yeah, and I'm betting term- Squirrel Girl would like him. Yeah, probably. Like Squirrel Girl would be a bit too much for Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, uh. Yeah, as, as that's great. Like, I am not a big fan of the bright fucking white spider suit. Just as a personal thing. And what's kind of great is uh, they, they do the thing that most games do now, where cutscenes flow fluidly into gameplay. So no matter what suit you're wearing, that's the suit you're wearing in cutscenes. I love that. I love that feature. Whenever games do that, I love that. Yeah, and I and I and I love the fucking like transition thing because yeah, there's a bit of there's a bit like there's a little bit of a hiccup where like your or the character model will go from being in his like like cutscene animation stuff to going to the gameplay animation stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's a little bit of a hiccup, but for the most part, it fucking works. Like uh, like the beginning of the game, it starts out with you with Spider Man like waking up at his apartment, and it's 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 pretty great. Just this, this little fucking shitbag apartment. As it's going down, you see he has like a jar. He's like a jar for vacation funds and a jar for new laptop funds. Both of them empty. He has has an overdue bill on the floor. Yeah, he has overdue bills on the floor. He has like his mask tied to like this laptop with a cracked screen on it. And then you have like a bunch of different like articles pinned up about different criminals that he's fought. And then he gets a fucking call on his phone from his police scanner app. And it's like, hey, fucking shit's going down at Fisk Tower. Immediately wakes up, throws toast into his auto toaster. Which is a toaster with a circuit board duct taped to the side of it that does toast for him. Cool. 
And then he, then he just fucking dives out the window immediately into gameplay. Because the first thing you do is take down the kingpin. Like, like there, there's, there's no real, like, big introduction to a lot of these villains aside from Mr. Negative. Because Mr. Negative is the is one of the newer Spider-Man villains that fucking nobody really knows that much about. Yes, because nobody would expect Mr. Negative. Like, wait, what? He's yeah. the villain? Yeah, like, uh, like Vulture, Rhino, all, all the, like, classic Spider-Man villains are in here in some capacity. Like, you don't fight Mysterio, but Mysterio is mentioned and shown in a, in, like, a, this fun little bit where, like, Spider-Man's tracking down a scientist who went to a Halloween party with a group of dudes, all three of them dressed up like Spider-Man villains. Because, you know, okay. dressing up as dressing up as actual criminals, that's fun, right? Yeah. Nobody will know the difference. Yeah, it's like, I remember, I remember last time I went to a Halloween party, I was dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer. But yeah, like you, you, they, you head there and uh, you go, and the first person you, and the first person you talk to is somebody who dressed up as Mysterio, and they're doing the whole like, ah, oh, Spider Man, my arch nemesis, and like, and like doing things like up real fucking whatever, and going into uh, going to like a house of mirrors, which and it's fucking yeah, it's fun, and so like Spider Man and all of his villains are very much there, but then. You bring in the new guy, Mr. Negative, who is recent from the comics, so nobody really, so he doesn't really have the same presence as fucking Doc Ock and shit. And I'll, and I'll say this, Dr. Octopus, he, like Dr. Otto Octavius, you start the game out working for him. Like you're, like the mm. whole, like him making his arms, that's a project to develop new prosthetic limbs. Okay. I like that. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very interesting twist. Yeah, and Peter actually helps design the tech and the chip that actually controls the arms. Hmm. I approve. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like remember uh, the E3 bit, uh, that E3 uh, trailer that happened like last year, I think that was that showed like Spider-Man chasing Electro through the raft and then coming up against the Sinister Six. Yes. Yeah, that's like two thirds of the way through the game. Like, the beginning of the game is mostly just, all right, so you're fighting low-level street crime. You're doing just fucking whatever you're doing. And then the demons start showing up, which are Mr. Negative's henchmen. And then you spend a good, you spend a chunk of the game fighting the fighting the fucking demons and that shit. And then the Sinister Six show up. And then, the, and then all the crimes become dealing with prisoners who escape from the raft. And then also, then also the fucking people from Silver Sable. Because Silver Sable is also in this as a private police force hired by Mayor Norman Osborn. Because Norman Osborn is the mayor. Oh, no. That never ends poorly. Yeah, actually, it's kind of interesting. Like, Norman Osborn in this is still a piece of shit, but he's not like goblin level piece of shit yet. He seems like to be an actual person, just a shitty one. Okay. Another kind of weird thing. Um, MJ is a reporter for the Daily Bugle. Okay. It's kind of a weird choice for that character, but I understand it in terms of like gameplay stuff because you heard it because like they she is playable in a, in a few chunks of this game. And so they need to have a reason she is there and doing things as opposed to just, oh, I showed up here. Whoops, there's a, a crime happening. Spiderman, help me. 
and it leads to a bit that I'm not particularly fond of with female characters like this, where so she and Peter had broken up like six months before they started this game. Oh, of course. Lord. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that, according to Mary Jane, is Peter keeps babying her like, oh, don't go in. Don't go into the fucking place with the spider with this fucking super villains. Don't do this. Don't do that. And like to an extent, I understand. But like, lady, you're a reporter. That's the rhino. That's what reporters do in comic books. Like, I could understand you like want independence and stuff, but motherfucker, superpowered Spider-Man has problems with them. You will die. It's a, it's a small thing, but it's a thing that always bugs me with characters like this. Like, independence is one thing. Suic- suicidal tendencies is another. But that eventually kind of resolves itself in a way that I'm fine with. Uh, Miles Morales is also in this. Uh, he doesn't have a spider powers. He just kind of is. Uh, they changed, changed his backstory. That's a shame. Yeah, they changed his backstory up a bit where uh, his dad was a cop who actually held out Spider-Man and was like, and was like, yeah, I'm fucking awesome doing this shit. And then he passes away. So Spider-Man and Peter being like kind of feeling responsible for that because he's Spider-Man. Everything is my fault because I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. So he tries to help out Miles. He gets him a job at Feast where his uh, where Aunt May works as like basically a director. Feast is like this little homeless shelter set up by Mr. Negative. And then Miles also starts like helping out and doing stuff. And... Yeah, then he gets spider powers by the end of the game for for sequel tease. I don't feel like that's a spoiler because, hey, Miles Morales gets spider powers isn't the spoiler. Yeah, it seems kind of obvious. Yeah, and that that all so sorry, all that stuff, it works for what first Spider-Man story. Uh, Gameplay wise, I mentioned the combat stuff. Um, Swinging, swinging. That's the big fucking thing. That's the big hubbub that everybody fucking is jizzing their pants over. Yeah, it works. It works pretty great, actually. Awesome. Yeah, just the traversal like throughout this world. There's there's a fast travel system in this, which you can do if you want. And I spent basically no time using it. Because it's too much fun to do it the other way around? Yeah, yeah, you're just fucking traversing fucking buildings, running up the side of goddamn shit, then webbing yourself around the corner to get momentum to just fucking launch yourself off the side of a building. Awesome. The problem come in the problems come in with it when you're trying to do like any kind of like small movements. Like uh like just trying to get to trying to get to like the actual sticking to the side of a building that you that you don't like web swing directly into then start running up. I had mm-hmm. trouble with that. Like like there are like there are a couple of uh one of the collectibles that you have to get is just little like little mementos of Peters that he had lost around the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll swing around and just like find a backpack web to the fucking underside of a fucking uh, the underside of like elevated tracks. You're like, oh yeah, this is this is like a fucking bus ticket I had when I was in high school or whatever. And one of them was on one of them was on the roof of a like a little of like a tunnel. It's like, all right, I gotta climb up to that, jump onto a wall, stick to it for a second, then fall off. Let's stick to it for a second, then fall off. Then try to run up it yeah. and run straight into the ceiling and then fall off. And it was just kind of annoying. I eventually kind of, eventually I was told by the game that the way to like properly stick to just shit is just aim at the side of the building and then web shoot to it. 
That's annoying. Yeah, but like in terms of in terms of like using it in like you know quick action stuff, um, when you when you first go into like the aiming mode in and just kind of run around, everything goes slow motion. Uh huh. So you're able to you're able to like kind of get that off without it being super annoying. But it's not particularly well. Like I, I would not think to do that first off when I'm playing fucking Spider Man. I would not think. Oh, I want to climb the side of this building. Better aim at it. Yeah, so that's a bit annoying. The other annoying thing are the challenges. So, like Batman, there are different kinds of challenges. With Batman, you have like the you have the, the combat encounters and the predator com- and the predator challenges. With those, they are very simple. With combat. Just punch these dudes good to get get enough points. Get get good points and you win. With the with the predator challenges, you're in a stealth encounter. You do these three things stealthily and you win. With this, there with the with Spider Man, there are stealth encounters, bomb encounters, drone challenges, and combat challenges. Combat challenges are what they sound like. Stealth challenges are what they sound like. Uh, the drone challenges. There's a drone. Flying around the city that you have to like track, they have to like follow the path of with your webs. It will occasionally drop like things. I think they're like bombs or something. Like there's something. You fly through them to destroy them, and then you get to the thing at the end. And then bomb challenges. There are three bombs or like some number of bombs laid around. You have to web them up before they explode. I could not figure out how to get gold on most of these challenges. Because with the stealth challenges, you have to be the most reckless kind of stealthy I've ever seen. Like the only time I've like the only time I've gotten anything close to a gold medal on the stealth challenges is when I just ran around webbing everybody. Like first stealth challenge I went into, it was like, all right, so yeah, I just fucking go to this vantage point, perch, take down this guy, do this, this, that. And it took me some time, but I managed to get through the entire stealth encounter, not alerting a single enemy, not having a single enemy even begin to be alerted or have a shot go off or anything. And I got bronze. The gold I got was I webbed to the fucking roof of a goddamn water tower, jumped off of it, did a fucking like loud takedown on a guy, webbed another guy to a fucking like water, webbed another guy to a different water tower, beat the shit out of this other guy and then just webbed everybody else up and I got gold. That does not seem like the way to go about doing a stealth challenge. And the fucking stealth itself is. Uh, uh, it's it's really weird in the regular game. They do stealth fine in this game. The stealth in these challenges. The stealth is bullshit because the goddamn second someone is alerted. You just stop moving and lose. And it doesn't matter if they've been taken down. Like, I fucking webbed a dude. He was flying off of a building. And I still lost. The combat challenges, I don't fucking understand how any of them work. I have not gotten above a silver. And I think I've only gotten one silver on, on like, the fucking four combat challenges that are out there. And yeah, I just don't understand how these challenges are scored, how they work, how to do well on them. Get good. I'm pretty good. I've gotten fucking like 75 combos and shit and like fucking gone through and taken out every base. I have done like in in this game in terms of like fucking 
I have done literally everything in that game except to get gold in every challenge. Because no matter what I do, I am never good enough. So it's like real life. Yeah. I wasn't going to say that. But exactly. Yeah. Which fucking sucks because the last fucking, the last goddamn achievement or trophy I, I had to unlock in that game before, got, before getting platinum was buy every suit. And the only way to buy the last remaining four suits is to get gold in every single challenge. Because when you complete challenges, you get tokens. And then those tokens are used to buy upgrades for your gear, upgrades for your equipment, upgrades for yourself and your suit. Because yeah, there are like a there are like a bunch of different types of tokens. There are research tokens, uh, crime tokens, base tokens. Because uh, like set up around set up around the environment uh, at random intervals and random points in the game are bases. Just like criminals have taken over this section of buildings, so you got to go in there and fuck them up. And when you do that, you get tokens. Uh, there are research state. There are research tokens where. You like there like at at uh, Otto's lab, Octavius's lab. There are like little kind of puzzle sequences you can do that earn that earn, that can earn your research tokens. Uh, Harry Osborne is in this game as voiceover because his mom had set up a uh, research stations around the city that Oscorp is trying to shut down, and so he's like, "Hey, Peter, you science right? Science this stuff for me so my dad doesn't kill my mom's dream." Science, yeah, science. Yeah, that's that's Spider Man. It's a fucking really good game, man. Buy it, fuckers. And now that I've talked about it, I can look at other people's coverage of the game because I couldn't do that before because I've been trying to keep myself very much away from other people's coverage of the game, so my opinion would not be fucking swayed. Yeah, Spider Man. It's really fucking good. If I were to give it a review score, which I was planning on doing, but then decided not to because pfft, this game's a solid four to five. Okay. Just it's combat works. Swinging is great. Voice acting story. Is it the game Spider-Man fans have been waiting for four years? Probably. Oh, okay. I, I won't I won't say a definitive yes on that because Spider-Man fans are fucking crazy. We really are. Like all fans. We really are. Like, there's probably there's probably somebody out there. Like, okay, this is actually the dumbest thing surrounding this game. There was a story that was published uh, about Sp- about Spider Man on, like, I think Deadspin, where it was they made Spider Man a cop, and that's terrible. And the article was just shitting on the fact that Spider Man helped cops. Except that's what Spider Man does. Cause screw cops, am I right? Yeah, fuck the police. They're racist, says me, the white man. Yeah, the article was just like, hey, I played like fucking five minutes of this game and he helps cops, so fuck this. Cops are bad, especially the NYPD. Fuck them. I say on this September the 12th. Actually, September 10th, I think it was. But yeah. Spider-Man, it's good. Fucking play it, people. Yeah. Uh, so after I beat Spider-Man in two days and traded it in, I got Final Fantasy 15. 
Is that the one with the toast? That's the one I warned you about. Uh, the one with the ramen noodles. Yeah, the one, the one with the cup noodle and the boy band. I didn't get very far because well, it was Final Fantasy 15. I wanted to try it. I'd heard really good things from people aside from Alex. Yeah, I've heard that that was one of the better ones. And uh, it like, and it was fifteen dollars. That's not. I wouldn't have paid that much for it. It's well, actually, better than thirteen. Well, here's the thing. But I didn't pay that much for it because I traded in Spider Man, got thirty five for it, got that, and the fucking trade paperback of the Return of Superman fucking books from back in the fucking eighties and nineties or whatever. And then nice. I still had ten bucks left over. Nice. Okay. So how's fifteen? What did you think of the adventures of Prince Noctis and his boy band? Uh I'm having fun. I'm having a I'm having a decent enough time with it. Like I'm going I'm going into this kind of biased against it already because I have a long history of not liking Final Fantasy. And I actually spent a I actually spent a not insignificant amount of my first semester in college arguing with the arguing with the guy who lived on my floor that Persona was better than Final Fantasy. I will hands down argue that. As someone who has played, who has played and enjoyed all of the Final Fantasy games up till nine, and then despised ten so much, I could not go back to the franchise. Yeah, I will hands down say that Persona is better than um, Final Fantasy. I mean, I'd only agree, but only because Square changed. I, here's the thing: I was arguing with him about this while he was playing Final Fantasy ten. Oh, I hate that game so much. <laughs> I mean. I know, I know there are probably, I know that there are probably other things you don't like about the game. But anytime anybody says anything about Final Fantasy X, I have to do that. The honestly, the thing that I hate the most is is Titus. It's fucking. This isn't my story, so let me tell you how I'm so important to the story. But it's not mine, guys. I swear. What about it? It's not my story. I mean, he's just kind of there for most of the game. He's I like hate the, him, and I hate like, the he's, game. He's like the main character of Final Fantasy XII, which apparently was better than ten. So anyway. I hate that game. Yeah, so I'm about, uh, I think, like five hours into this game, so I'm just getting started. And so far, it, yeah, it's been, it's been all right. It's all right. It's not the worst game ever. Yeah, like I'm in, like I am... Enjoying the banter between the fucking boy band. Uh, combat is combat is not the Final Fantasy combat. I I I hate because like I know like one of the things I hate about I know that this not has not been a part of Final Fantasy for a for a bit, but I hate random encounters with a burning and fiery passion that still that still like churns to this day. And so Final Fantasy running around those environments and then having the entire thing stop for 30 seconds so we can load in a combat encounter that'll last 20 seconds. Yeah, they. I mean, even with random encounters, you know, loading has gotten significantly better. Yeah. And so and so having the combat uh, switch to a more, like, kind of freeform, just kind of like you roll into an encounter, then it happens and you move out of it with basically no time in between. I, I, I like that. I do not like their implementation of magic where it's just like this grenade. Yeah, that's really lame. Yeah, it also breaks the flow of combat because the combat in this is not super active. <laughs> like you're not like, like you're, not, you're not going in there like mashing down buttons or whatever, 
or like doing super weird like dodge rolls or whatever. It's just you hold circle to attack and then an attack's coming in. Oh, better press square and then go back to holding circle. Ironically, it's more fun to play as the other characters than Noctis. Yeah. So having so then having that. So then having the combat interrupted by you trying to run out of combat to get out of range of your own fucking magic spell and then throwing it in there and then realizing you hit one enemy and all of your party members. It's really fucking annoying. You do get traditional magic later on, but still. Yeah, the magic grenades are kind of the worst part of the combat. They are. Well, also that and the fact that the combat is like super fucking hectic and I can sometimes lose track of what's happening. Like, it's just numbers fucking popping up all over the goddamn place, and the camera swinging around and occasionally getting caught in a bush. So then you can't see who you are, so you don't know whether the numbers popping off of you are... So the only way the numbers popping up are coming off of your allies being injured, you being injured, or you somehow injuring yourself while attacking an enemy. Like, the warp stuff is interesting, but not I don't think particularly well implemented. Uh, the... The switching of weapons and stuff, like I, I like the, I like the switching. Of, I like, the, I actually like the weapon switching because it lets you kind of build out your own style of fighting. I mainly just like broadsword, dagger, and two spells. Which, yeah, I, that's, that's fine. Uh, the use of the use of your allies in combat is like like having their special abilities and stuff. I, that's interesting t- enough to me. Like a. Like just having building up the focus and stuff. Uh, the mana is the mana situation and like stasis and stuff that is weird because it's so fucking far down and so small in the corner of your screen that it is really easy to just burn yourself out of mana in a, in seconds and then have that and have to like go behind a rock or whatever to recharge your mana. Uh, having the having like the day night cycle being what it is and having night just be so much fuck for more dangerous uh it kind of breaks things up in a weird way like the flow of the actual game what a terrible night to have a curse kind of actually because if you go out because like there's a point where I was like level six I was out doing a quest and then I ran into a level 30 demon yeah you don't want to be out in at night until you're high level so I had to then spend the next three minutes running away, trying to get far enough away so that I could actually fast travel back to a hotel. Yeah, I... This this game has this game has a lot going on. I don't mean that like in a good or bad way, just there is a lot in it that I'm not sure I will ever do again after the tutorial about learning how to do it. Just wait till the plot happens. Yeah, that's... That's a thing. It's, it's really weird. It seemed like a big pe- it seemed like a big bit of plot just happened, but it feels like nothing happened. It's it's basically like two is like it's like they basically tried to desperately merge two concepts into one to get it out before like you know the twenty twenties. Yeah, kind of so well. Like in the game right now. Your dad, the king of one of the bigger nations in the world, would j- just died in a military coup from another a- from another nation that he's being attacked that was being attacked, and it's being reported that you and I believe your fiance and wife to be is are dead. 
So then you have to like in secret go to a go to an ancient family tomb of the of like the fucking Calum family to get a sword put into your chest that gives you magic powers of the king. Yes. And the weapons are like, oh yeah, these weapons are fucking dope as hell, but they kill you when you use them. So I'll probably never end up using them. Yeah, it feels it feels like something really big is happening. But the way they're not executing it well. Fetch quests. Yeah, the way they showed, like, a the way they showed it happening in game was real fucking weird because it was, it was edited and cut like a dream. Like, well, like when it was happening, this game is all a dream. Like when it was happening, there was basically no sound. Weird jump cuts happening all around. Characters talking with no dialogue, and then it cut away before the important bits happened. Then Noctis wakes. Seriously? Yeah. Then Noctis wakes up to two of to two of his three boy band members in his room, just kind of hanging out talking. And then some guy walks in with a newspaper and says, "Hey, your dad's dead." My first and only question is, why are they hanging out in his room while he's sleeping? Because uh, there is royal guard. Yeah. That is so gay. Yeah, really, it really is. Have you not seen any about this? Have you not seen anything about this game? Pretty sure, all sure I had all I know is that you cook a lot, and uh, someone else cooks a lot. Okay, well that's all I know about that game. So, I'm pretty sure I had a long drawn out discussion on why Prompto really shouldn't be part of the Royal Guard. Yeah. Also, why is the Royal Guard like? Why is the Royal Guards um like, per, like their actual uniform, their actual fucking for real attire is just like business casual? Because. Okay, sorry. Not business casual. That is retarded. It's like they just got back from the warp tour. It's like vague leather jackety. Yeah, it's it's like all of them wear like some kind of all of them wear some kind of leather leather jacket over like black regular clothes with like with like very baggy, like not super well fitting jeans and boots. And even then, that's not the uniform for everybody. The only real, the only real like fucking property that the that these uniforms need to have is they need to be black with gray undertones. Ah, so it's a very casual workplace when it comes to uniform. Oh yeah, it's very casual for I always the royal those. guard. Like these guys are essentially these guys are the equivalent of like the fucking beef eaters that the beef eaters did things. These are these guys are the Secret Service. Yeah, and they dress the exact same as the fucking prince, the crown prince of a kingdom. And everybody in this game treats the crown prince with like a weird amount of flip, just like very flippant about all this. Like, there's a reporter that you meet very early in the game, who is the most New York motherfucker to exist. Well, I've got to ask equivalent timelines. Like, is this the modern day where we kind of don't give a crap about royalty unless they're, like, directly from our country? Or is this, like, medieval times no, where so if someone it's... says they're royalty under their breath, you have to show so, them some kind of... So, in those two comparisons, yes. Because it is... Because, uh, cause cause like, so, the king is the actual head of state. He's not like a, he's not like a figurehead. He is... For real, the law and authority in the land. 
but there are cars and radio stations. People have iPods it's and shit. Modern, it's very modern day. So it's like Wakanda. Basically. Um, and well, no, because Wakanda is like super advanced. This, this is just like, it's yeah, basically it's, like if New York had a king. Exactly. Like if instead of electing a president, it was just America just had a king. America had a king and like when he died, his son would take over. Yeah. And, and also the king is magic. The king has magic that protects the land. But like cell phones. Cell phones, cars, and yeah, like you, you drive around in a convert. Like, you drive around a convertible. There is modern day food and gas stations and shit, and like people and like there's like modern day clothes and shit. But there's also like fucking floating airships and kings and magic swords and shit. But also guns and guns. Yeah, like it's it's so fucking weird. The royal guard, the prince's personal guard. It is. I have a javelin and magic. I have a great sword. And, I have a great sword and ma- and shields. And I have a pistol. Yeah, I was the only one who brought a gun to a gunfight. So no, that was no, that was the guy whose whose entire um, training is. I played a bunch of shooter games with the prince when we were little. I want to be oh, a guard. Oh fucking Christ! Yeah, I'm like okay. And each individual member of the party has their own like kind of special skill kind of thing that levels up as it happens. Like every time, every time you go down for the night, uh, they level up their skill, kind of like if you used it. So Noctis has fishing. Of course, they of course there's a fishing mini game. Yeah, um, Gladiolus, uh, Gladio, the kind of big guy. His is survival. Um, Ignis, the fancy boy, is cooking. And Prompto is photography. Let me guess. To get the good ending, you have to max out all of their... Can't even finish saying... I don't have the energy to even finish saying that. I don't fucking know. No, there's only one ending. Okay. There is no good ending. Well, yeah, and... Well, of course, you're playing Final Fantasy XV. And as far as I can, as far as I can tell, there's no, like, discernible difference between levels when they level up those skills because those skills are passive that you don't have any... They don't have any actual, like use for outside of fishing Alex am I wrong am I am I missing something um no you're right I couldn't really tell the difference beyond that like the levels go up I mean I didn't play the fishing mini I didn't play the fishing mini game all that much yeah I played it once trying I played it once because like hey I might as well try fishing I mean it wasn't bad but it's not something I exactly wanted to spend all day playing uh I not really sure what survival does at all. I guess he takes better pictures as it goes up, but I think the pictures are stupid anyway. So yeah, like there is no there is no active way to take pictures. It's just when you go to sleep, he will show like, hey, here's seven pictures that I took during the day. Do you like them? Tell me they aren't garbage. I think he does Please. get an ability that will let him actually take a picture when you want him to, but that has to do with his skill Ooh. tree, not his, not his photography level. Yeah, it's. And Ignis just gets random recipes when you find enough ingredients for it, which he'll stop and tell you. Like, yeah, just in the middle. Which of are pro- which probably is related to survival in some way. Nope. Oh, okay. I never really figured out what survival did. I guess I guess it's like, hey, you can see deposits of shit on the map better. I'll deposit some shit on the I map. So that all of a sudden Ignis is like, wait, everyone stop! I came up with a new recipe. Okay, move on. Yeah, That's like uh, like around around the environment, you'll find deposits of magical energy, which you can then turn into magic bombs. 
and also just random ingredients. And occasionally, and occasionally just like random shit. Like there was something listed as a chest on the map, but then you go up to it and it's like, hey, you found a fucking, you found some scrap metal on the ground. Yeah, it's a tre- it is a treasure. You can sell scrap metal for extra gill. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. This. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not the worst way Final Fantasy has given you money before. Yeah, this game is... This game is weird. Like I said, I'm only five hours into it, so I can't really give a full, for real opinion on whether it's good or bad. It's... Eh. It's yeah. not the worst thing ever, but like they, it really should be much better after they worked on it for like fifteen years, literally. Yeah, and I feel, I feel, I feel like I didn't. I feel like I haven't really gotten ripped off or anything. Like I, like if I, if I had paid fucking like the fucking eighty bucks or whatever for this game when it first came out, I would feel like maybe I wasted money. But since they've I also paid put a lot of, they've also put a lot of patch updates throughout the since release to like make it, you know, better. Yeah. So on release, it was pretty crap. Yes, as it is, I will uh, keep. I'll keep trucking along with it. Check, keeping more. Just keep playing it, and I will let you know what, if anything, changes with it. Okay. Speaking of a game, I didn't. Speaking of a game, I'm glad I didn't waste money on. Let's talk about Destiny Two. Did you waste money on it? No, I got it for free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, how is it? It's. Eh. Just eh. It's a fucking... It's a Bungie-style shooter that reuses the same maps fucking over and over and over again, and no matter how much you, how much grinding you do, no matter how much fucking you progress into the game, it always feels like grinding. You will never be grind enough. Like, I played through that... I played through the entire story of that game, going to a bunch of different environments, going to a bunch of different planets and stuff, and... I could not tell you a significant thing about any of them except one of them is mostly water. I thought you said Destiny, not uh, No Man's Sky. That's the game, right? The I space one that was yes, really yes, lame. Yes, yes, yes. Well, no, yes. here's the thing. With No Man's Sky, with with No Man's Sky, uh like it's a bit more it's a bit more forgivable, well not forgivable, but it's a bit more understandable with No Man's Sky because No Man's Sky it is they have a random number generator. And essentially for their different things. So no real planet can like get a super amount of personality behind it because it's all just, hey, we built these fuck we built like fucking 25 prefab assets and now we just kind of rotate through them. With Destiny, character like graph uh, environment designers and story people, they sat down and said, All right, we need to make planets that make sense for our story, and then specifically crafted these planets and environments to try to make them feel different. You try to make them feel different, and I couldn't really feel any diff- any like strong polar connection or any kind of like whoa look at this place to any of these goddamn environments. That's sad. It's just sad. Yeah, story I couldn't give a fuck about because who gives a fuck about fucking stories in my MMOs? Playing through the game, I, it- I can't. I can't even fake the I do with that one. Yeah, playing. Playing through the game, it felt like just I was playing Halo, but worse. Nothing ever felt like I got... Nothing ever felt like I got more powerful. Nothing ever felt like I was getting 
I was progressing at all. It just kind of felt like I am running through these same areas over and over and over again to find guns with bigger numbers. And then I move on. Almost sounds like Borderlands. Now, Borderlands has personality. Borderlands has personality and it is interesting. Yeah, and also Borderlands is like a crafted experience. More so than Destiny. Yeah, so I I honestly thought about like getting some of the DLC for Destiny 2, but I already uninstalled it. So yeah, Destiny 2. It's free on PlayStation Plus for the month of September. Destiny 2. I already uninstalled it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's the advertisement they need. Word. So yeah, that's what I got. Alex, what have you been playing? So, speaking, since you brought up Final Fantasy 15. I played the other Square Enix series that has been going on for many years, Dragon Quest. Oh, right. Dragon Quest Eleven came out. Dragon Quest Eleven. That's released? Is it, it good? Tell me it's good. And you know what? It's really great. Awesome. You know I'm you looking forward it's to great? that. Because well. they didn't try to reinvent the freaking wheel. <laughs> it's a turn-based RPG in a medieval setting. Only shinier in HD. Woo! They didn't, they didn't need to add a car. Or, or toast, or toast, or, or cup ramen, noodle. or any of cup noodle, any of that stuff. No, it's just your generic. Well, not generic. You're a Kiratoriyama. Yes, the Kiratoriyama um, art design. In this case, you're kind of an odd hybrid of Android Seventeen and Trunks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking Curlin gets his. Trunks getting his. Yeah. No spoilers. Like, seriously, I'm planning on playing this game, and I don't want it spoiled for me. Okay, then I can't really say anything. <laughs> well, you can review the combat, or okay, tell I me guess, if the story's good. Okay, Shit. I guess, I guess I can review the combat. Oh, man, I had, I had a whole bunch of, like, hilarious comments to make about... All right. So, well, if it's uh, not spoilers, it's okay. Okay, do you care about... Okay, do you care about the first hour of the game? No, that's... I'm gonna get spoiled on that so fast. Okay, so, um... So you're you're the quote luminary, the legendary hero of light, who is supposed to fight the darkness, whatever the darkness is. I haven't actually met the darkness yet. Oh, so the darkest name is Jackie Estacado. He is an Italian mobster. And he's probably the I mean, shadow I'm, cast by my penis. I mean, he's probably a stupid-looking demon creature because that's usually how all Dragon Quest final bosses turn out to be. Imagine imagine that the imagine that the boss turned out to be the nothing from the never-ending story, just the concept of nothingness. They already That'd have that in, trippy as hell. They already have that in Kingdom Hearts, though. No, but imagine, no, but imagine, imagine Akira Toriyama drawing the idea of nothing. Huh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would literally just put it a blank paper. No, he would do something amazing with it. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm, going. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing like going to the final fight. It's like it's like guys, it's the nothing, and it just kind of like pans up to just your just your monitor turned off. <laughs> like not actually turned off, but it just looks like it just looks like for it looks like part of your monitor is just off. So so you're so the luminary was born in this kingdom that is then immediately besieged by monsters. This Naturally, is in, this isn't like the prologue. So instead, you're sent to a nice little town of uh, cobblestone. 
where you are raised by your adopted... By Minecraft people. You're raised by Grandpa Gohan. Naturally. Literally. Like, that might as well be his name. He also died tragically shortly before you come of age because they never really say what happened to him. And, um... He had an erection too big and it took out his heart. So you, you so you go you go with your childhood friend to uh, the cliff where all people that come of age do to say some kind of chant, and when you go up there, a giant bird shows up. Naturally, and then, and then the luminary, which is a mark on your hand, which kind of looks like an anchor for some reason, gives gives him the ability to cast lightning down to smite the bird creature. Oh yeah, fuck birds. Which proves that you're the lumin- which proves that you're the luminary, and thus you have to go meet the king of the nearby land. When you when you kill the bird, does somebody go? Oh, I've thought of a new recipe. No, no. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, no. Thankfully, uh, there is no there is no cooking here. There's just making of the equipment. Oh, so there is crafting. Uh, yes, there's crafting. Eh. I'm always hesitant when I hear that a long-standing series has embraced crafting. Well, crafting has been there since at least Dragon Quest VIII, so it's nothing new. Okay, then that's fine. I'm also, I'm also assuming it's not Minecraft crafting. No, no, no. You're not, not going to go out and just punch trees in order to make a new sword. Uh, well, I mean, there are there are occasional items on the overworld that you, like, you can pick up. So I'm going to go punch trees to make a new sword. You're going you're gonna to be... Uh, Mining from occasional mining points and cutting grass with your hand sickle. Wait, what? Not oh, that. That's... Um, not that I'm looking at news. It's what the fuck. Okay. So anyway, so so you get your horse because you have a horse in this game, and you ride off to the capital where the king and the guards are. The very, proper very... term is Lady of the Evening. Because the, the where the king the king and guards are are very very you know oddly uh, apprehensive about you, and they're like, yes, where is this? This fair town you come from, so I may pay tribute to them for raising the luminary all these years. And then you tell him, he's like, right, throw him in the dungeon and go burn it to the ground. <laughs> That's a reaction. Because he's because the, the king's logic is, since the luminary is here to fight the darkness, that means you brought the darkness with you. So well, it's your logic. fault. What? Going, it's your fault that things are going... I'm pretty sure he's possessed or something, because he's like really creepy looking, but... He throws you in the dungeon... You meet your first party member, Eric, who has an American accent as done by a British guy. So for Oh, the, that's always lovely. So for the first hour, he kind of sounds like Christian Bale in Newsies. <laughs> hey, Crutch, you're going for collection. <laughs> but he, he, eventually, he eventually gets better. Yeah, see, the thing is, everyone in Dragon Quest is a British VA because they use a British company. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, in 11, like, while well, all the main characters are British except for Eric... And the one other guy, like every region has an accent. Oh, that is brilliant. A stereotypical accent. So you get to hear um, British people doing their best attempt in an Italian or a French accent. I kind of, I kind of have to play this game if only to hear that. Yeah, yeah. This might be the first there, Dragon Quest game I played. There, yeah, there's, there's a, the port town where everyone's Italian. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the the, bo- the boss is named a Doge do- Rotundo. Naturally. And uh, Eric walks up to him. He's like, "Yeah, we're looking for the uh, the Doge." Hey, we're looking for Doge. <laughs> so when you say Italian, do you mean actually Italian or New York Italian? 
No, I mean like I'm a helper. You go fight oh, the Bowser. No, oh, right. It's, yeah, British people oh. doing fucking Italian hands. Yes, basically. <laughs> I mean, but some, first, we must are, get some are better than others. Are that some are clearly struggling. Get as if oh, I, 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 I'm trying. It is so hard you to mix. You go to Swiss car. You go to Swiss car every time you try to do it an is, accent. It is so hard to fucking fuse two accents together. Like, you try doing a bad accent in your own bad accent. <laughs> it will like eventually, turn, it, it'll eventually turn into just fucking stop scopies me. I'd like to point out that there's no Canadian village as far as i found me. so far. So yes, there's there's the Asian village where everyone talks in haikus. Oh, good lord, that sounds painful. Oh yeah, that yes. is a thing. I saw that. Yes, Hato. The hot spring town of Hato. Yeah. Where everyone talks in haikus. And then one day you come to town, it's like, oh, how's it going, eh? <laughs> there's there's no Canadians just yet. That's why I, that's why I said soon. One day. It was, it was one like, day. Oh, so one take day. off, you hoser. Yeah, so... So, so Go yes. put on your tool and get a life. Yeah, I was so about to come main, down there and show you what the real luminary is, eh? So the main kingdom is British, but everyone else is like a various regional accent done by British people. Show you how we say, I'll show you how we say hi over in Oshawa there, don't you know? I mean, there is an ice region I haven't gone to yet, so maybe they're all <laughs> Canadian up there. If that's, not can, if that's not Canada, if they don't start by apologizing. <laughs> oh, sorry, but can you tell us what your business in our country is, eh? I, w- I went there. The door, the door to their kingdom is frozen shut. Oh, sorry about that. We lost our. So th- we, lo- we used our antifreeze in the hockey arena. So they're like, oh, I guess we'll have to come back later. So I guess I wasn't supposed to go there yet. Oh yeah, we got we got to we got to run to Zamboni over it. Eh? Get it nice and smooth for you. Eh? So the battle system is your typical turn-based combat, <laughs> except. Dragon Quest Eight had it where uh, you'd enter all your commands at the start of the round, and then it would go off based on the character's speed. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's just like when it's the character's turn, you get to pick what they do, like mm-hmm. persona, basically, which works out a lot better. You don't end up wasting attacks. Yes. Well, the thing was, the thing was, the AI could pick and choose whatever it wanted to do, like at the start of its turn. But you didn't. So if it, if it needed healing, it'd be, oh, I'm going to heal. But if you need healing, well, you'd better have put that in at the beginning or else you're not going to be able to get to it until next round. Yeah. So, and the Dragon Quest Eight only had four party members total. Whereas um, 11, I mean, yeah, 11 has seven so far. So a lot of, ca- so uh, eight, like your main character could either use swords, spears, boomerangs, or magic, whereas here you just have swords for the main character. Either a sword and shield or a two-handed sword. And I went for the two-handed sword because I like two-handed swords like that. Naturally. Yeah. He's gay for two-handed swords. I like, I like swords. like to get a good grip on it with two hands. <laughs> just swing it. Also, the skill tree just gives you a really powerful attack like right off. So that's basically how I've been killing most of the bosses. Buff the hero... Use the flaming two-handed sword attack. Oh, so it's a flame. Okay, I get it. Yes, but only when using that one attack. Oh, Christ. Yes. And uh, and um, so there, there, there's a thing where uh, 
characters will randomly become pepped up, which means they get a blue aura and their stats increase. Yeah, that's what they and, want you uh, to say. They're just, they're just doing drugs, man. They're doing drugs, yes. And uh, when that happens, just, you it's get like, like, it's like, it's like, hey, it's like, hey, Luminary, you gotta get pepped up. It's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> no, it happens when you get attacked, and it happens like the more you get attacked, the K-Man's more you get pepped up. The more your chance of getting pepped up happens, but it's random still. Getting hella pepped, although, bro. Although it happens with pretty frequent regularity, because in uh, in eight there was a thing called tension, which was the same thing, but you could manually trigger that, so you'd have to spend each turn like raising, raising your tension, and then you literally go super saiyan, as in his hair would turn spiky and red naturally. Yeah, they that, don't do that anymore. Yeah, that, that's super saiyan god, super saiyan, super saiyan god. It was actually it's, super saiyan Rouge, like. A decade before that was a thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking there's too many goddamn Super Saiyans. So I guess I guess they decided to change it because the typical strategy in 8 was, okay, everybody get high tension. Okay, everyone attack for massive damage. Okay, boss over. Die. So here it's just like you you can't rely on pep up, although it's... You can you can switch a guy out to keep it for boss battles. So if you have like your whole party is pepped up and you're like, I want to use the combination attack on the next boss fight, you can switch them all out. And it's fun. Like my faith in JRPGs has been restored. Mazeltov. Yes. It's nice that they didn't try to to just be like, oh, we totally need to. We totally need real-time combat and modern-day settings. Pff, nobody likes turn-based anymore. They say That's not. Lame. They say purposely avoiding the lo- purposely avoiding looking at fucking uh, at Persona Five sales numbers. Yeah, yeah seriously. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure between Persona Five and this and Octopath Traveler, that just kind of destroyed that theory. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no. well, it destroyed that theory for anybody paying attention. But for like game executives, they're like, nobody likes turn-based combat anymore. Keep what in mind, are... Dragon Quest is so popular in Japan that it's a law that they have to release it on a Saturday, so nobody cuts out of work and school to play. Yeah, because <laughs> like that was a that was a chronic issue of people just being like, nah, work isn't as important as Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's Dragon Quest and Yokai Watch, right? Yeah, those Pretty are much. like shockingly popular. Well, not really. Like Yokai Watch is a great game. Yes, but still, that popular that like you have to make a law about it? Yokei Watch was popular because it caught on to the Pokemon craze between people that already knew what Pokemon was and thought it was like something only nerds played. Yeah, they they also like like updated the updated the formula. Yeah, that's true. I prefer I prefer the formula. But I mean, in Japan, quite a lot of people are like Yokei Watch is our thing. Pokemon is for old folks. <laughs> Pokemon's for losers. Yeah. Pokemon's for those nerds who play Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, yeah you'll go try to memorize those fucking nineteen thousand Pokemon. We're gonna spend, we're gonna spend our time over here memorizing our twenty five Pokemon. Get fucked and learn our learn more about our culture through it. Mm. Speaking of Yokai Watch, sort of. <laughs> there's there's a three DS version of this game, which is apparently different and like. Some people say even better, despite the graphic downgrade, but that didn't get a Western release. Uh, of course it did. God damn it, fuck them. So we're stuck with the PS4 and PC version. And the Switch oh, version. Oh, we only have the PS4 and PC. Which is, and the Switch version, which is coming out sometime, because... Yeah, it's coming out again. 
It turns out they ported they ported it to the Switch, and it turns out the Switch hardware doesn't run the engine very well, so they have to redo it. <laughs> so, eventually. I also played a little bit of Final Fantasy XV, but I don't know if you want me to bring that up since you're still playing it. Uh, no, I'll... I'll get to, we'll, we'll get to it when I get to it. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, that's all I got for now. I can't go any further without spoiling it for Cave. Alrighty then. Caveman. Okay, so I have to be really quick because we have a hard time limit today. We can go a little over it if we want, just not, not too long. Um, well, it's an excuse for me to only talk for a few seconds. Uh, okay. South Park, Fractured But Whole. Uh, they released the final piece of DLC content that I was interested in. Uh, it is called Bring the Crunch. This is another one of those here's a whole new part of the world uh, DLCs. Like, um, uh, I can't remember what the Casa Bonita one was called. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up. But, uh, I'll look it up. You yeah. keep talking. Bring the crunch. You go to Camp Tardy Kaka. Anyone who's watched the show knows that that's a camp for handicapped children. Um, tell, yes. And you quite literally fight. You, It's like it's like classic Jason horror movie kind of thing. You fight freaky guys in masks who want to murder everybody. Well, they don't actually want to kill anybody. Uh, the story, because you guys don't care. <laughs> Not really. The story is that the two kids that are uh, Jimmy's nemeses at the camp uh, want to shut the camp down. So they, uh, like, the smart one tells the dumb one to restrain the counselors, and he restrains them so hard they die. <laughs> um, and uh, then an alien shows up. Because anyone who's watched the show knows that it was revealed that the character Mintberry Crunch, who is one of the stars of this DLC, is actually an alien. And he returns for this DLC, so you can have him in your party. And, yeah, you learn some stuff about Mint. You learn some stuff about Mintberry Crunch. Apparently he's a slaver on his world. And you help him kill one of his escaped slaves who's trying to get revenge. Yeah, that tracks, sure. Yeah, that's South Park humor for you. It's literally like after that deal, after I beat it, after I beat that alien, I was like, wait, we did what now? So yeah, the Casabonita one have is a choice. The Casabonita one is from dusk till Casabonita. Yeah, from dusk till Casabonita. Um, you're helping Mysterion rescue his sister from vamps and she ends up as a goth in the end, which oh, Christ. Eh. Yeah, they're the like it's a it's a I love this game to death. The DLCs are fun little expansions. My only problem is the DLC classes are powerful enough that once you've unlocked them, there's really no point in not choosing them for your first classes. <laughs> um it really kind of unbalances the game cuz like I played on I I literally beat the entire game on Master on well on Diablo difficulty as a black character because the DLCs made the game so much easier hmm. and it was already a fairly easy game. So if you even like wink at like trying to figure out a strategy, then the final DLC, the Danger Deck, which is supposed to be the hardest, uh, is a cakewalk. And really, the only thing that makes the Danger Deck hard is 
I have it hard coded in my head to always try to just use the same strategy. And then when I lose, I go and be like, okay, how can I actually beat this and just redo my strategy? Uh-huh. So I died like three times total in the danger deck. And one of them was because I wasn't paying attention for one of the rounds of combat. Like, there's a reason I platinum this game. It's not hard, <laughs> but I yeah. love it to death. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is Divinity 2 Original Sin. Dun, dun, dun. This is the sequel to the original Divinity. Came out fairly recently, and in my opinion, it just improves on the original. From what I've heard, you don't need to have played the first one to get the second one. So anyone who's a fan of, in my opinion, a semi-hardcore RPG that's fairly challenging, this is up your alley. Okay. Uh, there, it's expanded the race option, so you're not just human or zombie. You can be un, an undead. Like I'm just gonna say this: undead of any of these races, you can be a human, a dwarf, an elf, or a lizard. Uh huh. And you can be a skeletal version of any of these guys. And every race has its own special abilities, own unique quirks. Um, and there are pre-built characters that you can play as that have stories that you can follow along with by playing as them. So, like, um, there's a skeleton guy who's trying to find out where the gods came from. And I can't help but think that's, that's, very, that's very interesting to me. Uh, there is a lizard known as the Red Prince, who is, like, all, the first one that you can pick. And he's like... I'm an asshole who declares you my slave because you have good teeth. So I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's very interesting to me. Um because like, I I was raised on this kind of RPG. Like this is the kind of thing that I got into when I was a kid. So to see it back and popular and uh oh, just a fucking I fucking love RPGs. Now now is the time to be a nerd. So it's restored your faith in RPGs. Yeah, it has. Like Dragon Quest did for me. Yeah, it has. Okay. All righty then. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you uh, pre-ordered, you get a special code that gets you a squirrel riding on a skeletal cat. Nice. Yeah, anything else? That's all I wanted to say. All righty then. That's what we're playing then on to the news. So first up. Uh, Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe announced uh, in the last couple weeks that Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, will be launching on the Nintendo Switch on January 18th in North America and in Europe. Boot. Yeah, so uh, while the game uh, didn't, while the, the announcement didn't announce whether the game would be a you know physical release or a digital release, it's still coming out in January, and that's fucking awesome. I really want to play this game. I really dug the first two No More Heroes. So I want to see what this one fucking is. That's all that really came out about that. Ugh, fuck. Uh, so. Moving on from that. Uh, so THQ Nordic uh, announced on Twitter in the last week or so that they had acquired the rights to the to the Kingdoms of Amalur IP. Huh. Yeah, for those who don't remember, Kingdoms of Amalur was a game that was uh, made by 38 Studios, which I believe had Kurt Schilling behind it. 
I just remember it was ran alongside Mass Effect 3 and they tried to like do a cross promotion, but then it never really went anywhere. Yeah. Well, the cross promotion was like if you played the demo of one, you got some cool stuff in the other, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. It actually made me play the demo for Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah, Kingdoms of Amalur it was a fantasy RPG series, like I said, uh, developed by 38 Studios, which was founded by Kurt Schilling, a former baseball player. That the company then went bank- bankrupt. He was then a uh, Kurt Schilling was then sued by the state of Rhode Island for failing to pay back a loan that they made that he was given to make this game. And then he also became a really horrible racist. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the game came out, didn't do well. Studio fucking folded. The IP just kind of languished and whatever. But now THQ Nordic is, has got their hands on it. Uh, they announced this on Twitter. And thus people were like, hey, yeah, fucking maybe we can get like some actual fucking sequels or something about it. Uh, and that might be a bit of a, might be a, bit of a problem because uh, apparently in order for them to actually make a remaster of the game in order to get it out there to fund a sequel, uh, they need uh, they need permission from EA, who published the game originally. And EA is unlikely to do that because they're EA. Yeah, it's... It's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, apparently I I never actually got around to playing this game. People apparently really dug it when it came out though. I I played enough of it to get the de- the bonus items, so I can't really give an opinion yeah, on I the like game. I played the demo. Uh-huh. Like, but the people who did play I it, know, played I it. know a few people who shit themselves with glee over it and are still singing its praises to this day. But can't really give like an opinion on it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the game's out on fuck. The game is on Steam, so we could probably just pick it up there for like twenty bucks. But any hoozle. So moving right along. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Next big Assassin's Creed game is going to be coming out in October, on October 5th, and they have just outlined what will be in the season pass. Is it uh, based on the the Odyssey, or...? Uh, it's... I, I, don't, I don't know. It's set in Greece. Yay! That might mean more sailing. <laughs> All I care about in the Assassin's Creed franchise is boats. Yes, yeah, so it is... Uh, Set in 431 BCE, and it is about a fictional history of the uh, Peloponnesian War. That means something to somebody. Uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. But yeah, so uh, the yeah, so the season pass will include um, a DLC set in Atlantis. Um, DLC surrounding quote the first hero to wield the iconic hidden blade. As well as remastered versions of Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. Wait, wasn't that with like the lame one? Wasn't yes. Assassin's Creed 3 garbage? Yes. Why would they put that as one of its bonuses? I, I do not know. Is this an, one of the odd numbered ones? Uh. So it was Assassin's Creed 3, then Unity, then Syndicate, then Odyssey? Is that right? Wait, sorry, Origins and Odyssey. 
Don't forget four for Black Flag. Four. I think it's eighth. I think this is the eighth game. Fucking number your things. No, even when they do number the things, it doesn't fucking matter because they just put in fucking like sub things that are technically a game. Okay, so fucking God damn it. So just going by the just going by the like big ones, not not including the DLC stuff. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This is the eleventh game. So it is an odd numbered one. It's gonna be garbage. Oh no. We'll see. Yeah, so uh like so the game's coming out on October fifth. A little less than a month. And you can pick up the season pass for forty bucks. Which, like I said, gets you two big DLC packs and then two new games. Well, two old games. That sucked. Yeah. Anywho, we're going to run along. So, Catherine, full body. Oh, yeah. The remaster, re-update, re-fucking-big thing of Catherine. Uh, That is... Coming out in Japan on February 14th. Every game at least once. Yeah. Well, why haven't they really released Dot Hack? Because get fucked. The original no. series, not the no, remake. I mean, not I, the mean um, I mean, Atlas. Oh, well, fuck Atlas. Hey, man, they Atlas made Persona. The, Atlas is the one that makes Persona. Yeah, we'll fuck we'll fuck them for being, you know, releasing everything and the other company that I like not releasing anything. Then why not fuck the company the that doesn't Dot release Hack stuff? Series. Anyway, wait, they did, they did re-release Dot Hack. No, they re-released GU. I'm 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 waiting for the original Dot Hack games. Oh, I don't think anyone liked them nearly enough for them to do that. Sorry, I did. Oh. So <laughs> might be in the minority there. Anyway, for those who don't remember, Catherine was a game that came out on PS3 360 a while back. Um, it was about a guy named Vincent who cheated on his girlfriend with another lady who had the same name and then started having weird dreams about sheep and puzzles and shit. It's basically an SMT game if instead of, like, you know, RPGs and stuff, they decided to make it a puzzle game. Yeah, they decided to make a Qbert. What's an SMT game? Shin Megami Tensei. Okay. Which is what Persona, okay. which is what Persona spun off of. Yeah. Get with it, man. Yeah, it's like I said, the game is about Vincent. I, I don't like I don't like fucking abbreviations because I never know what you mean by the abbreviation. So yeah, you're playing as Vincent with Catherine, Catherine, and now in this new version, full body, you'll get to, you'll get there'll be a third Catherine. A third cat. How are they going to differentiate this one? She has pink hair and looks like a demon. I, I was I was going to say I mean, I mean in terms of name, uh, they're calling her Rin. Oh okay. Yeah, it's Catherine with a C, Catherine with a K, and Rin. Okay. I missed out on playing that first Catherine, and I kind of want to play this one. I gave it a try, but I I, I hate puzzle games. I if you're interested in it, give it a whack. Yeah. No, no release date when it's coming out in the West. Even if even if it is coming out in the West, but probably here's, will. But here's an interesting thing: it's coming out on Vita. What? Of course it is. Yeah, there's a new Vita game coming out in 2019. 
Think about that. Well, it's I'm confused. Oh, Japan! Well, Japan is desperate to that's, keep the Vita relevant. As that long system's as fucking dead. I'm very confused. They need that extra Vita money. Yeah. So anyway, moving right along. So speaking of Final Fantasy 15, which we were talking about earlier, uh, the mobile version of Final Fantasy 15 is coming to consoles. Yeah, that kind of what? raises questions. Yep. Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, which is a streamlined version of the game released on mobile earlier this year, is coming to is now available on Xbox One and PS4 with a Switch version coming later. I don't understand. The You've game given is me a 30 bucks. Headache, 30 fucking dollars for a mobile game? Yep. I'm not going to buy Donut County cuz it's 12. Remember yeah, I remember like back a while back when like Angry Birds was all the fucking rage and they released Angry Birds Star Wars on PS4 for 60 bucks. No, I don't. I did, if I did I know about that, I would have been very insulted that it happened. They did that. That is a thing that happened. Especially because I know there must have been people who fucking bought it because they're idiots. Yes, I am calling people who bought that game idiots openly and honestly because that's what they are. Yeah, they're morons. Dear God. They're casuals. No, no, no. Even casuals won't spend that much on that. Yeah. They're just morons. They're no, no, dude, the fucking casuals are the ones who already have it on their phone. That's true. So anyway, moving right along. Oddworld Inhabitants uh, announced on Twitter uh, this past, uh, like, couple days ago uh, that Oddworld Stranger's Wrath is coming to the Switch. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Odd, uh, Stranger's Wrath, those who don't know, is part of the Oddworld series. Uh, it is a Third-person platformer, first-person shooter hybrid where you play as a Clint Eastwood man-dog. Uh, he uses uh, live animals as ammunition to hunt down bounties. It was originally released on the... Uh, it was originally released on the uh, original Xbox back in 2005. Uh, then, got, then got like an HD port to a couple other consoles and it's available on PC as well. It's cool. I really dug that game. And still kind of dug it. I still kind of dig it. I still play it occasionally. Again, no release date on when that'll be happening, but it will be playable at EGX, which is happening next week in Birmingham. So if you're ever in Birmingham, check that out. Moving on. Uh, going back to Spider-Man for a second. In a thing that appears to be becoming a trend... Uh, Spider-Man is going to be getting a New Game Plus update. Nice. I love New Game Plus. I find yeah, I find New Game Plus interesting. What I don't, what I find concerning, is the fact that every new game that seems to be getting a New Game Plus is launching and then getting New Game Plus in an update, which is weird to me. That is weird. What's the fucking point? I don't know. I sincerely do not understand what is happening with this. It's just, for some reason, the big thing now is release a game, and then a couple weeks after it comes out, d like, fucking download a patch to it that gives it New Game Plus. 
It might be that there are enough nerds just crying out for a new game plus. Like, I want to play the first level with all of my unlocks. Give it to me. No. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Moving right along uh, to... Of course I am that nerd, so... Moving right along to some shit news. It's Lauren S. Hisrich. Uh, the showrunner of Netflix's upcoming adaptation of The Witcher. Big thing, big series coming out. Uh, she's abandoned social media because she got just fucking attacked for saying she was look- for saying that they were looking for a non-white person to play Siri, the adopted daughter of Geralt. Seems to be a trend lately. Yup. God damn it! And this is why I stay away from social media. This is why I've never been on social media, even though people want me to be on it. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, in the Witcher series, uh, Geralt, white guy, white hair, yellow eyes, uh, he adopted a kid who then also became a Witcher, who also has white skin, white hair, and yellow eyes. Uh, So, people were like, oh my god, you fucking SJW bitch tits, fucking cunt, blah, 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 just screaming all kinds of horrible obscenities at her. Because... She wanted to fucking do have this. an open field for casting of characters. Uh, uh, she did. She did say to me that she wouldn't be changing characters' background for the sake of diversity. And that's not changing the background. That's just changing the skin tone. Yeah, and, and insists that that's not what this is uh, because the fucking author of the series told her that the continent of the continent where Poland is. Is diverse. And then people were like, fucking you, bitch. Get off a Twitter. Cast a white person so I can feel better about myself. Kill yourself, you person. She's off Twitter. And that happens a lot. And it sucks. A lot. Yeah, it really does. Not piece of news. Nintendo has announced that there's that their um the online service for the Switch will be beginning on September 18th. Grr. I don't even have a Switch. Yep. Uh, anybody yeah. who cur- yeah, anybody who currently has anybody who has a Nintendo account when this comes out when the series uh, launches when the service launches my apologies uh, they'll be getting a free one week trial of it. Does it start immediately, or does it start next time you log into the Nintendo account? Because if so, I might just save that for a few years. Uh, I'm assuming when you start, because, yeah. We'll find out, though. I'm probably going to end up actually just paying for this. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's for, from what I've heard, their price point isn't bad in comparison. Yeah, I think it's like 20 bucks so for a year. Interest- if you're interested in online uh, play, then it's probably well within, you know, purchase restrictions. I don't get what people are whining so much about. Because they, they think that the online play should be free. Yeah, it's been free since the launch. So then suddenly saying, hey, pay, pay, pay for it now, fuckers. It does cost money to maintain, but then also the fact that it is in that they are doing the thing where it's like, hey, where they're doing the thing of like Xbox Live Gold, games with gold, or the PS Plus Instant Collection, where it's like, all right, so yeah, subscribe to this thing, you'll get a free Nintendo game. 
but it is only games from the Ninten- from the original Nintendo, and you only have it for a month, and they take it away. That is kind of stupid. Weak sauce. And there's also the fact that people are screaming about like how there's no virtual console on the Switch. Yeah, that is a real problem. Like that's part of why I bought a Switch. I was looking forward to the virtual console games. Well, get fucked. Buy a 3DS, fucker. I already own one. This is going to be gone eventually. Buy a better, buy a gooder one. They're going to have to do no. I mean, gone, gone forever. No, I know. Yeah, dude. I trust me. I know. They're going to have to come up with some way to keep the virtual console going, unless they're just going to be like, nope, no more. That's probably what they'll do. Or, or instead, what they'll do is they'll sell a separate thing that is just the virtual console. They will print twelve of them, sell out immediately, and then have then like have to fucking scramble to make new ones. And claim it's our fault for buying them up too quickly. Yeah. Because they don't understand how price and demand works. Yeah. So, anyway. Another for news. New releases-wise, this week, the big thing coming out is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay, on a PC, PS4, and X-Bone. It's the third game in there in the updated Tomb Raider franchise, where apparently she is now a Tomb Raider. Finally. It only took her two games... Both of which purported to be about her becoming the Tomb Raider. About time to start raiding tombs. Yeah. I tried playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. I got it on PC for like 12 bucks, but then it started running terribly, so I traded, so I returned it. And now I want to kind of get it on PS4, but it's really expensive. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only really big thing coming out next week, unless you're really into Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse? I have no clue what Danger Mouse is. I actually do know what Danger Mouse is. Danger Mouse is British. What does that have to do with a game? Uh, There's a Danger Mouse game coming out. Jesus, really? Yeah. Yeah, Danger Mouse, the Danger Games, uh, coming to mobile and Switch. I'm not British, but they used to air that on Nickelodeon, like, before they had actual Nicktones to air instead. No, yeah, Danger Mouse, 1981 (laughs) British series. Nickelodeon. They then rebooted it in 2015. And this is what the game is based on. The original Danger Mouse encountering his reboot and taking revenge? Uh, no, it's it, something something stupid, probably. Something, something. Anyway. Uh, oh, also, just apparently, there's also a new Nintendo Labo kit coming out this week. This time the for Nintendo vehicles. Labo penis extension. Yeah, fold this cardboard into the shape of a dick. <laughs> Insert it into your... Not gonna finish that. Please nope. don't. Please I'm going. Don't. I'm. I, I want the people to finish it with their imaginations. Ah, I just did. All right then. <laughs> and then next week, on September 21st, uh, we have Spyro Trilogy reignited. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Yeah. I have a remake of Spyro. People like Spyro. People do like Spyro. Yes, yeah, the first three games. Uh, that's coming to PS4 and Xbox. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. Do people still care about Undertale? Probably. That's coming to Switch now. On the 18th. They'll probably cry about how it's a money-grubbing attempt and, uh, he's abandoning his, uh, creative influences or some stupid shit like that. No, they'll just download it and post images of their Switches on Twitter covered in semen. And the picture of themselves with their mouth open real wide. Oh, sorry, not Twitter, Tumblr. Tumblr. Apologies. Right. 
same thing. Uh, no. no, it's not. It is not. It might, as well be, it might as well be the same thing. The cum pony experiment did not happen on Twitter. What's the cum pony? I don't. Nope. Nope. Not gonna finish that question. Don't want to know. Well, don't want to know, dead man. A man took a figure from My Little Pony. I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was the main character, the fucking blue rainbow one. That's Rainbow Dash. She's not the main character. That's the one everyone seems to like, apparently. Yes, we put that in a jar, and then every day ejaculated into it and took a picture of it. Ew. Thanks. And that was the experiment. Just every day, a new picture with slightly more cum. What was the experiment? To see when people would, like, go to his house and kill him for doing this? No. Just... Oh. Just, I'm gonna do this. That must have smelled terrible. It had a lid. There doesn't seem to be any experiment. Yeah, but he'd have to open it to come into it. Yeah, or he's just like released. I, I need to stop talking about it because I'm getting sick. Please stop. <laughs> please, yes, please. That's gonna do for this I week. Thank- you, I told you I didn't want to know, but you were just like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. That's gonna do for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back at some point with the latest update on the company experiment. Until then, I'm dead. Alex, and I'm leaving. We'll see you guys next time.